Greetings to those who watch below. Summer may well be over by now, as the cold nights draw in in the Northern Hemisphere, and we shift into autumn. However, it's never too late in the year to go on a road trip, and that's what we plan on doing today. Sit back and relax while we discover three truly creepy road trip stories. The Road Trip by Wandering33 When I was younger, each summer and almost every new year, my family would pack the car and go on a road trip to visit family in Mexico. We never had any problems until one particular trip when I was eight. Like every road trip before, we left our home in North Texas around 6pm in order to reach our destination the next morning at around 2. We crossed into Mexico, and that's when things got weird. When you're on the only stretch of freeway in the middle of the desert, you don't tend to freak out about having the same car behind you for miles. It was practically pitch black outside our car windows, the only visible shapes being the dotted stars and the eerie silhouettes of the cacti. We'd been in Mexico for about an hour, and still had a few more to drive, and I remember sleeping, but still being semi-conscious of what was around me because I didn't have the skill to really fall asleep in a car. So when my mother suddenly spoke my dad's name, I heard her. Miguel, that car behind us. It's been behind us since we left Laredo. My dad peeked at the car, and then shrugged off my mother's tension. A lot of cars use this road. He's probably going to Renosa or another city. And he left it at that. Despite his sureness, my mum kept a wary eye on the car behind us. By this time, my siblings and I were hyper-aware of the car and entertained ourselves with watching the car through the gaps in the luggage that blocked the rear window. We got tired pretty quick. He's getting closer, my mum noted, and we turned to watch as the car inched closer and closer to us. He's too close, Miguel. And she was right. By this time, the car was practically pressed against the rear of our car, and on a lonely stretch of highway in the middle of nowhere, with another few hours until daylight, it was downright scary. We couldn't do much. My dad didn't slow down, didn't stop, and he didn't speed away either. He just drove. And the car followed. The next 30 minutes were the most tense we had ever experienced. The car would ease off sometimes, only to press its blinding headlights against our rear once more, like he knew he was freaking us out, and enjoying it. It was during one of the periods that the car had pulled away that my mum spotted a police car up ahead, parked on the side of the road, and she didn't miss a beat. Pull over, right in front of the police, pull over now, Miguel. And he did. And the car kept driving. I wonder how confused the policeman must have been as he watched my dad park our car right in front of him. The policeman came over and asked what was wrong. And my mother urgently told him everything. The car, the way it followed us and taunted us. The policeman took her claim seriously and told us of how people were victimised and had their cars stolen on these empty highways by thugs and criminals. He then offered to drive behind us for a while, to make us feel safe. We drove off with the police cruiser behind us, relieved. Until 
about 10 minutes later, when we saw something that confirmed the policeman's words and my mother's worst fears. 10 minutes later, we saw the car pulled over on the side of the road, waiting. Road Trip Story, West Texas, Near Miss, by Resonant Eye. I was on a cross-country road trip with a colleague. We were driving through West Texas on a major highway. In the area where we were, even the major highway was pretty desolate. There had been a truck stop or gas station about every hundred miles, and every one of them was solitary, with no other buildings in sight. These weren't really towns, the exits, just places to get more gas to get to the next gas station. It was pretty late at night, and my colleague had been driving for like four hours. I can usually drive for about eight hours, but she could only manage four or five before it was my turn again. We were also getting low on gas, at about a quarter tank, and you learn from road travel to fill up when you get the chance, so she was looking for a gas station as we drove along. It's really corny, but we were talking about fate and destiny and some other weird shit at the time. That kind of conversation gets me keyed up and worried, so I was trying to change the subject. She took an exit while we were talking, and I got out my coffee mug so I could fill up for my turn driving. We pulled into a typical Noweville gas station, just the station and a trailer out back. There was another car parked in front of the doors off to one side. We got out, still talking, and walked up to the double doors, each of us grabbing a handle. The doors were locked. I turned and looked around to see if there was a sign, and noticed several things in succession. The coffee maker inside was halfway done brewing a fresh pot of coffee. The monitors that showed the store were visible from outside, where we were. But all of them were showing static, and there was a splash of bright red on the door in the back of the place, which was closed. I suddenly realised I was looking at a huge streak of blood with handprints on it. Every hair on my neck stood up. My friend began shaking the door, yelling, We need to get gas! But I had already turned and walked away from the doors, We have to leave. Now. I grabbed her arm and started propelling her back to the car. Now I noticed the other car in the lot. It had no plates. It was dingy and had dents. There was an empty gun rack in the window of it. I ran to the car, dragging her with me. She seemed to take forever to open her door and get in. The whole time she kept saying, But we need gas. While I tried to explain to her, There's blood in there. Blood. After what seemed like a year, she pulled the car out. When we were backing up, I saw through the windows that the back door in the gas station was opening. We had pulled away before anyone came out though, thankfully. I freaked out until we were 20 miles down the highway. I tried to call the police but had no signal. I didn't get a signal until we had driven about 40 miles and got to a truck stop. Again, not in a town, just a building on its own in the middle of nothingness. I called the cops. They thanked me, and I never heard anything more about it. To this day, I feel like if I hadn't freaked out, we probably would have met the robber, or whoever was in the back room of that place.
The Moonlight Motel by I Like Couch This encounter takes place several years ago, in a remote part of the Australian outback. For a bit of background, I'm a pretty built 6 foot 2 dude, and was around 26 years old at the time. Travelling through the central Queensland outback in my old, semi-reliable Nissan X-Trail, we're both science-slash-zoology nerds, and had heard about this amazing dinosaur trail out this way, which is basically a grouping of three areas that have had previous dino bone discoveries, and they still have fossils, as well as a seriously awesome dinosaur track with preserved footprints. We were staying at a place three hours from Winton for a couple of days, and were pretty keen to check out this trail, so we made the decision to do a six-hour round trip in a day. We were pretty ambitious, and stupid back then. We left at 9am the next morning, car packed with lunch, several litres of water, and my trusty GPS, and off we went. It was a long drive, and halfway through my aircon decided to cark it. If any of you live in or have visited Australia in the summer, you would know it's brutally hot, so I'm sure you can imagine the three hour trip there without aircon was hell. To make things worse, my GPS also stopped working as the map software didn't recognise the area we were in. Luckily, I had an old Refidex in my back seat, but it was pretty tough to revert to map reading when you're used to a computer screen telling you where to go. Especially given we're talking the Australian outback here, complete with dirt tracks for roads and very limited signage. But I digress. Finally, we make it to the trail, and kick it there for a couple of hours. I'm not going to lie, it was pretty awesome. Then, we decided to make the trip back, as it was starting to get later in the afternoon, and we didn't want to be driving back in the dark. As we're about to leave, this gnarly old guy, who appeared to be an employee of the trail company, dressed all in khaki gear, asked us about where we were from, and where we were heading. He gave me the stink eye when I was vague with the details, but my mate told him the name of the town we were staying. He took a real liking to my mate, and laughed when he told him about our lengthy journey in. Apparently, we had taken the long route, and there was a much quicker way to get back, that would shave about an hour off the trip. We jumped at the directions he gave us, all verbal, which we wrote down. Off we went on our merry way, thinking how lucky we were to have met this old dude who gave us some sweet intel on a shortcut home. Based on the directions he gave us, we went winding along several roads in an area I had never been in, and eventually settled straight on this narrow dirt road. We were supposed to reach an intersection after about half an hour, take a right, and continue on that road until we got to a main highway that would take us back. After an hour and a half of driving on this dirt trail though, we still hadn't reached this intersection. I started to freak out a bit, thinking we'd missed the turn but my mate was completely chilled out and was sure that we'd get there eventually. I think he thought I was driving too slowly, but there are kangaroos out there, man, and those things can seriously damage your car if you hit one. We'd been travelling for a while now, and it was getting later and later in the day. It got to the point where the petrol in the tank was only a quarter full. There were no houses, other roads, or cars in sight, and I was really not comfortable with where this was headed. In the middle of nowhere, in a remote area 
in the wasteland that is the Australian outback. There weren't even any trees, only this dirt road and desolate dry brushland as far as the eye can see. I stop the car and tell my mate to get the binoculars out the back to take a look around in case he can see a landmark. Yes, I carry binoculars in my car. He obliges and can just make out a house-like structure not too far in the distance. So we made the decision to head for that. We figured it could be a house and maybe the people would be nice enough to give us some petrol to top us up and some better directions out of there. As we neared this structure, it became apparent that it was not a house at all. We pulled up out front and see that it's an old caravan that has been burned to a shell from the inside out. It's still got three blackened partial walls up though, so we can't see all the way in, and it looks like someone's been there recently, because there are animal bones strung up all over the place, and a cow skull at the entrance to the caravan. Some of the animal bone things even have grass or horse hair woven into them, and they were arranged like decorations. Then we see this hand-painted sign that's been staked into the ground, with the words, Moonlight Motel, on it. My alarm bells are ringing loud and clear. I nudge my friend and say let's get the fuck out of here, but he's distracted by something in the distance. It's a car, coming in the direction we had just come from. It's kicking up a ton of dust, which indicates that it's coming towards us fast. It is at this point that we both hear this creepy scratching sound coming from the burned out caravan, like someone is scratching at the wall from the inside. I move a little closer to try and see what it is, and there's a person in there, peeking out at us from a hole in the damaged wall. Then, this childlike voice, that is obviously a grown man imitating a little girl, giggles and says, Are you coming to play with me? My mate and I both look at each other and book it out of there, back to the inner sanctum of the X-Trail. Just as I'm about to reverse out, the other car stops just behind my car with the high beams on. I can't see the driver, but they're in my way, so I can't reverse out of there from where I'm stationed. I have no choice but to drive forward and turn around that way, narrowly missing the staked motel sign. Just as we're about to leave, the driver starts blaring the horn, just hammering it for no reason at all. I speed off, back in the direction we came, and the other car does not follow. It's getting to twilight at this stage, and pretty dangerous to be out on these country roads once it's dark, because of the kangaroo situation. But we're feeling a bit better, as we manage to navigate our way back to where we came from, the Dino Trail, and even start to joke around about what happened. The person in the other car was probably just honking at us to get our attention, to help with directions or something. I pulled into the parking lot and go to the front desk area of the company that runs the tours. I explained we had gotten lost on our way back to the town we were staying at, and the lady there is kind enough to give us just enough petrol for the ride back. I couldn't help myself, and mentioned to her that her workmate is a real jerk for giving us those weird directions. We figured that there was no way we missed up the advice he'd given us, and she gives me a weird look and asks me to describe the guy. 
I do. And her face goes funny. And she says, that man doesn't work here. I saw him talking with the tourists today, and my boss had to ask him to leave. He kept trying to get details of where people were staying, and telling them he had vacancies at his place, and that they could stay there. The Moonlight Motel Hey again guys, thank you so much for watching today's video. I've got a question for you. When was the last time you went on a proper road trip, or have you never been on one? Let me know in the comments down below. Also, thank you so much for the kind words on my previous video and welcoming me back onto YouTube, it really means a lot. If you want to hear more road trip stories, let me know, or any other subject you'd like to hear about, just tell me. You can find me on Twitter, and also um, my email details if you want to send a story are in the description box as well. Also, if you haven't already, it would be a massive help if you could subscribe to the channel, and also while you're doing that, hit the notification bell. That way you'll know the next time that I release a video. So, until next time, sleep tight. <laughs>